welcome to the In The Money Players podcast. This is one of our special shows for a special day. We're doing the coast-to-coast bet, the first coast-to-coast bet for Saturday, January 28th, my brother Mark's birthday. Happy birthday, Mark. And covering three of the biggest races, the three biggest races from uh, Pegasus World Cup Day, right down the block from where I sit now at Gulf Street Park. And we're going to bring in some... uh, Prep action for three-year-olds out at Santa Anita. I I love the window of this bet. I love the racing. I think this is a a good example of what this bet can be. Excited to talk to you about it. Peter Thomas Fornital here with you from uh, the AC Miami Hotel, something like that, some Marriott property. You can basically throw a a rock from here to Gulfstream Park. And I'm joined by a man who will not be down here this weekend, unfortunately, but he will be playing the races because that's where he does pretty much everywhere he goes. He is Jonathan Kinchin. What's up, J.K.? I stayed at that hotel uh, infamously. That was the hotel that I was staying at when I was supposed to be in Vegas. Um, that, right, so, it's, your, it's your one year anniversary of that of that incident. It I is, mean, yeah, uh-huh. it is. So, so uh, uh, yeah, you know, a year a, a year removed. I feel a little bit um, like I got a little bit more money in my pocket. <laughs> Well, we are going to be having a big announcement regarding you. Let's save it, though. Let's not do it on the show. I think we're going to do this one right. We're going to have a press release. There's going to be quotes. There's going to be good stuff. Uh, Lots of good things going to be happening for you and for us in 2023. But let's start off uh, this show with the meat of it, man. Let's get to what the people need to hear. And that's how are we going to hit this Coast to Coast Pick 5. I've been so close um, so many times, frustrated that I haven't gotten one across the line yet, hoping we can do so on this Saturday. I feel like the bets paid pretty well, all in all. You know, um, there was the, the big favorite the first week, and, and there was one skinny one. But uh, generally speaking, when, I, when I'm looking back and, uh, and doing some math on this bet, I'm feeling pretty good about it. I think it's going to be one of the main things that I'm playing. I'll be playing. This Pegasus card is loaded. We're going to have a whole other show on all the Pegasus stakes with Duke Matisse. But I'm feeling like there'll be a lot of opportunities to bet, but I'm going to reserve a good portion of bankroll to swing at this thing. What do you think of the sequence overall? Yeah, I mean, I think it's very approachable. Not too many, like, unscrutable races. And, and it always helps when you have, like, the, uh, the, the you know, the, the kind of the, the, the stake stuff. It just makes my life is just easier when I see a horse. I'm like, oh, I know that horse. Oh, I know that horse. Oh, yeah, I know. I know City Man. Yeah, of course. Boom, boom, boom. Decorated Invader, know that horse. It's it's just easier than a sixteen thousand dollar claimer who's been in seven barns in the last six months, and you're like, ah, oh, who's this horse? Is he going to run well? Yeah, it just, those are harder. These are, in my opinion, easier. We start off with some uh, three year old prep action for the Phillies in the Grade Three uh, Las Virginas Stakes out at Santa Anita. I think this is an interesting race to start because one of these. Uh, Phillies, we've talked about a lot on the show that, I, that I'm interested in trying to take on here just because I don't think it's a great setup for the, the presumptive favorite or co-favorite in number six, Justique. Curious to know, what will your approach be? How are we going to light this candle? Yeah, I'm going to go ice cold and not use Justique. Um, I'll talk about her first. She Look, anytime horses like miss the break, come flying late, Man, these people just love them. They get so excited, and then they just think that they're just, like, so good. But the, her figures just aren't that fast. And to be fair, uh, horses, when, it, when we go to dirt racing, this is not a style that is often successful, just coming from the clouds and the dirt. 
you know, it, it just doesn't work that well. You end up running into horses that are forward and fast and, and, and are going to keep finishing. And, you know, when, 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 when they're tired, you're tired too. And I just think Justique is, is over bet. I think she'll be over bet again. And I just don't think that she could win this race and maybe she's kind of figured it out. Maybe she pops and finds herself sitting third and then kind of finishes the way she's been finishing her races, but I'm not going to wager on it. I'm going to single the one Pfizer, you know, this horse it's, it's, it's not the normal Baffert slam dunk, but I think that's why you get the price you're going to get, you know, her figure last time um, in the starlet was not that fast, but you know, it's low Sal. It's a little bit tricky to me at low Sal, the rail. I just think it's a hard place to make figures. The rail's not always that good. So I think you can get horses that get stuck down there and they can really make it hard to make figures there. So I'm not going to take that one and, and, and make it seem like it's the automatic. What I will say is that Del Mar, she ran a fast number, three horses exited that race and came back and won. So that makes me feel like that's the real number for Pfizer, 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 Pfizer. I'm going to go Pfizer. The other thing about Pfizer is I've actually kind of just followed her throughout her career because for a couple of reasons. One, uh, this is the Philly that when I went to Fazig Tipton uh, Timonium sale and was doing that kind of documentary that hasn't come out yet with with Fazig uh, and the Hennigan brothers on on, you know, J.K. buys his first horse. Faisa was Faisa was the horse that we went up to like we were the underbidder. Um, Jake Ballas and Black Type Thoroughbreds and Maddie Matt Miller and I we were the underbidder on her. So as a Gervin Philly. So we were just like. I just been paying attention to her because Baffert was like messing with me afterwards. You're running me up. You're running me up. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and funny enough, I'm also rooting for this horse because Jake and Maddie were smart enough to find a half sister to her and buy her off the track from like parks. And so they have a, they have a half sister to this grade one winner. And so, um, you know, obviously her, her winning, uh, helps, helps the value of that one. Some good, some good uh, info there. They say that Pfizer spiked a temperature the day after the starlet. I think I read that in Brad Free's uh, article about the race. Uh, maybe that's why she wasn't more impressive that day. You know, if she spiked a fever the day later, maybe she was half sick and still ran pretty well. I also like the fact that the recent work looks so quick on her. She's definitely in the mix to me. I'm with you trying to beat Justique. I don't like closing sprinters stretching out, and I don't like the setup that she's going to get. There's just there's not a ton of speed in this spot. And that leads me to my wise guy idea that I'm going to mess around with probably more for verticals, but I'll have a penny in the coast to coast, the C to C as it were. I love the way that drops down in the, in the betting menu, C to C completely perfect. Um, with the double meaning Broadway girls, how about Broadway girls as potentially the best speed? Only one only run the one time on dirt and it was bad, but she wasn't bet. Nothing was expected that day. The horse has improved since, on her blood, I think she just she'll dirt just fine. Pfizer probably blows her up, and uh, most of the ticket will run through Pfizer. But if you wanted something at a little bit more of a price to mess around with, I, I don't hate the idea of number three Broadway girls in Santa Anita's second race that kicks off the coast to coast bet on Saturday. Post time for that race three fifty nine. They sometimes are moving these uh, Santa Anita posts around, but I don't think they're going to mess with it here um, on Pegasus Day. I think this thing's going to get started right around. 359, and then it will continue just a few minutes later, 406, with race number 11 from Gulfstream, the third big one of the day, the grade three Pegasus World Cup Philly and Mare Turf Invitational, presented by Pepsi. And also the TAA are involved in sponsorship of that one as well. I got a goofy idea here. Now, the pace is going to need to be fast for this idea to have any validity, but I definitely see a world in which Luis Saez is very aggressive on Queen Goddess. I think we know Delica is going to 
go. And I think Artie's Princess might show some speed as well. If we can get a real pace in here, what about number four, sweet enough as an interesting long shot? I feel like you can make a case that that last race was really good. It had sort of a, a fast, fast shape. The pace was fast. She was right up on it, finished anyway, got a good figure. And Atfield is a great trainer who I feel like is underrated at this point. If this race falls apart, I think that Sweet Enough has a chance to be heard from late. Shantasara is obvious, will be on every single ticket. Her race is two and three back, win this rather easily. I just don't like the last race. I mean, there was no explanation. Chad Brown quoted in Daily Racing Forum, don't know what happened. We're going to draw a line through it and start over. Sometimes that doesn't work out with five-year-old mares. So I don't want to have my life pinned only to her, even though she is, in my view, the most likely winner. And then I wanted to like Wakanaka, who won that um, Keeneland race. But there's a story going around about her. They, They shipped her out for the matriarch. And there was, uh, she was from one of the barns that had the, the, the herpes um, positive at Churchill. So she wasn't able to run there and then had to be quarantined and missed a couple of weeks of training. That worries me, obviously. I'm going to probably throw her in as a deeper backup in here. Another who, if it's fast, could set up her late run. And just, you know, if I didn't know that story and I was just looking at her paper, very consistent right there on figs and obviously, uh, you know, beat uh, Shantasara last time. And the form of that race also is looking pretty strong. A couple of next out winners. Anyway, four, nine and three for me. JK, how are you going to approach this one? Well, you know, I don't hate your idea uh, with the four. I mean, that makes a little bit of sense. I will say this, that the pace is projected to be fast. And she is a lobe de vega. And a lot of times they can be a little, kind of one way of going. You're not really going to get in their mouth and kind of slow them down. Ask the newspaper of record. So, <laughs> but, but, but to your point, she's 20 to one. So who cares? You know what I mean? If she was a shorter price, then I could, you know, you could right. try to poke holes in horses like that, but there's no reason at, at, a, at a big price and she'll be a, a big price. Um, and as far as is, is um, Wakanaka, you know, I'm not too concerned from a from a, a layoff standpoint, you know, I, I think she's she's run well off of off of longer layoffs before. So even though she lost a little bit of time because of that, I, I think that, you know, she must have been she was race ready before she on December 4th, before she quarantined. So it's not like they had to then like start from scratch to get her ready again. She was race ready that day. So I think that they just had to kind of, you know, tighten the screws back up. Uh, I'm going to kind of use the double A approach here that we've talked about, that ABC idea, where I, I don't want to use Shantasara as a single A and use these other horses as Bs. I don't feel like that's enough coverage for me. So I want to use all of these horses I'm going to name as A's. But then I will come back and use a, do a whole nother ticket with just Shantasara on it. That's kind of what I call that double A. I want to kind of press her up just to make sure if she wins, I don't want to lose a lot of equity. I'm going to use the two Delica. She's one of my favorite horses. She's just so cool. Like she, she won a state going five and a half, and she also won a state going a mile and a half. That, that's pretty impressive. Not easy. Um, I'm going to use Wakanaka the three. I'll use the six Queen Goddess for Michael McCarthy. The seven Lady Rockstar, who ran extremely well off of a layoff, is obviously going to take another step forward. And then the nine Shit the Sara I'll use as well. So I'm going to kind of spread in here. When it comes to these races, I have learned that. When you have horses, excuse me, you have horses that are coming with big performances on Ke- on Keeneland's turf. You have horses who have run extremely well in New York or Toronto, and then they're coming to this firm South Florida situation with real pace. Weird things happen. Horses run better. Horses run worse. I don't want to get caught by one of these talented horses kind of putting all my eggs in the Shantasara bas- basket, although I think she's the most likely one. 
So shall I list them all for you in the notes I'll send around for In the Money Plus 923467? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, excellent. Let's head back out to California for their fourth race, which will be the third in this sequence. We've got uh, maiden claimers this time around. And uh, JK, we'll keep it with you. Um, wait, we're on race three, right? Oh, did I, I said race four, didn't I? Yeah, 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 yeah. Race, race three, optional three. claiming. Maiden claiming threw me off. Yeah, race three. Sorry, no, that was my, thank you for catching that. Yes, this is uh, four and up Calbred fillies and mares going a mile on the turf. Yeah, another spread for me here. I, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't lean on anything. Uh, I'm going to use the one, uh, the one, the two, the four, the five, and the eight. You know, I will talk about the eight for a second. Um, this is just one of those situations, you know, Paul Matisse has said it on these airways before, and, and I kind of got the idea from him. But you, you, you really do have to pay attention nowadays to the Lasix, no Lasix thing. And so, and a lot of times it will lead you to nowhere, but there is times where you can kind of, if you're, if you see a poor performance, you can ask yourself, where did that come from? And a lot of times you might be able to kind of, Oh, that was a Lasix thing. And I feel like maybe sunshine babe didn't run particularly well last time, possibly because of Lasix. Maybe it was because of sprinting either way. She's not doing either one of those things today. She's going to have Lasix. She's going a little bit longer. She's got numbers that make her tough in here. Um, she's drawn towards the outside, not poorly, but towards the outside and, and I do think being inside at Santa Anita is kind of uh, the place to be. And then, you know, I just want to make sure I use these other horses that I think are going to present some value just because I am so skinny uh, at the beginning and late as uh, of this sequence. Makes sense. I have, I wanted to use four as well. And I have a four, the five that you mentioned, I ordered them this way. I put Eleuthera on top, the four. I thought would just be sitting on a positive move from a condition point of view. Second off that long layoff, and just had a real trip last time. Multiple spots of trouble. Uh, for what it's worth, you know, we're not huge trainer stats guys, but I bothered to look it up. And Cecil does have a very good return on investment with the sprint to route types. Mainly the product of a couple of, uh, the percentage isn't huge, and there's a couple of long shots in there, but I figured it was worth noting. The two, True Patriot, finished best in the common race, and I thought might have been a little bit against the flow in that spot. I've got to use that one. And then on the B line for me, I put Shocking Gray, the five, um, this might be a horse. I'm going to maybe make a note coming out of this. This might be a horse who's just better going down the hill, but I thought figure and form wise was worth including. And then I also had your sunshine, babe, exact same uh, case that you made JK. The form and figs of the run two back are, are right there. And then goes back on Lasix here after the stakes dry. So you and I both, um, pretty spready in this spot as we head back to Gulfstream Park for the two big ones that close out this sequence, starting with the Pegasus World Cup Turf. Grade one action here. I This was another race where I was going to try to get um, some long shots into the mix, Jonathan. And that uh, the one I put on top was number three, Atone. You know, stop me if you've heard this one before. Uh, Mike Maker, uh, speed horse, doing well in a big stake spot. I just thought Atone looked like there was a real case that he could be the best speed in here. And uh, and I wanted on tickets. And I think you might get all of that uh, 10 to 1, 12 to 1 of the morning line. And Hurricane Dream, the forerunner, I thought made sense. First time North America for Grand Motion. This is a horse that has good group two form um, going left-handed. These are things that often translate to success. And even at the grade one level in the USA, um, the, tor- the the fun combination of Dottori and Motion on Hurricane Dream. And, you know, I'm not going to be a hero. I want to include Ivar. I have a question about 
the uh, I have a question about the distance. I think we probably all have a little bit of a question about the distance, but he's just so good on figures and form. I mean, you're getting as close as he's gotten to modern games uh, in, in the BC mile, and, and you're probably supposed to beat this group mile and an eighth should theoretically be within his ken. Um, you know, I got to make some decisions, so I'm going to leave out the Clements here, and I don't feel great about that. But, yeah, I was going to try to go 3, 4, and 10 in the Pegasus World Cup turf. Are you narrow here? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, I, I'm going to use Ivar. He's just better than these horses. You know, he's got to work out a little bit of a post. He's going a little bit further than he normally does. But I just think on class, you, you, you got to use a horse like him. I mean, he's beaten a length for modern games. You know, modern yeah. games would win this race by 174 lengths. So, um, you know, City Man just seemed to be kind of in his zone. He seemed to like South Florida a little bit. You know, but most of his career he's spent up in New York because he's a New York bred. They think they just kind of, kind of, you know, feels like they've kind of shelved him up in the winter just to kind of get him ready to, to, to take on a spring and a summer campaign in New York as a New York bred for all those New York bred stakes that he was running in. But they brought him down to Florida. He's one for one at Gulfstream Park, and he ran really well last time. So I, I hate the post for him, but I just I like the animal too much uh, to allow me to get him get off of him from the post. And then the other two B horses I'm going to use, and, and there's a possibility looking at workouts that one of them will be moved up to an A, and that's the one wit. I love the draw for wit. I like the fact that wit is a newly turned four-year-old. So there's that opportunity that he can keep. He's got more ceiling. So maybe his numbers might feel a little bit light compared to an Ivar or a um, uh, an Ivar or um, one blank on the 12. City man. But wit, wit has, a, has more, more of a ceiling. Right. I mean, I'm not comparing him to Frosted or Gunrunner, but those two horses remind me so much. They were really good three year olds, really good three year olds. They were sensational, sensational four year olds. And I think that Wit is, is the type of horse in the right hands that could continue to improve. So I've actually I think I just convinced myself to use him as an A. So I don't care about the word. I'm going to use him as an A. And okay. then the I'm going to use Decorated Invader as a B horse. Uh, we just he, he's just shown too much talent in his career to just leave him off of tickets. He's got a big race in him somewhere. Maybe it never comes back out, but it's in there somewhere. And I do want to mention the two good governance. I, I've always liked this horse because of August 4th, 2019. It was a great get out. It was the last race. Oh, it was the heard. Best. It's one of those ones where like, you know, he, you know, he went off and he wasn't he wasn't four to five. And he, he broke from the outside and he freaking just galloped. And like, it was like on a, I don't know if it was a Sunday. It feels like it was a Sunday, but I remember it like made that entire week of crappiness. You know, one of those days where you're like, oh my God, I got to like, got to log in my bank account. On, I got that the horse, JK, wasn't he the horse that like broke so badly? We were like, yes, basically and, walking yeah. out of the track. Yeah. Yeah. My, yes. He, he, he was, carried, I think I turned away from the TV. He got carried seven wide in the first turn. Yeah, he, he had no chance from where he was. Yeah, but he's one. he was one of those horses, and horse players will know what I'm talking about. After a long week where the next day you were going to have to take a deep breath and log into your bank account, I didn't I didn't have to log in. I, like, I didn't have to look because I, I was I got I got out. I was clear on, <laughs> on the on the crappy week. So I've loved good governance. But I got to say this. I know Chad always loved this horse. And I know a couple of times horses have been taken from Chad to win grade one races on the dirt. Maybe it's happened on the grass. But if you think I'm going to bet that someone's going to take a horse from Chad and win a grade one on the grass, I just, I'm not, I can't, I, I can't do it. The horse <laughs> is going to be a great price. Maybe you can do it, but I just, I can't, but I wanted to give good governance a, sh a shout out. 
That's funny. Yeah, that, that was a real happy birthday to me situation with, uh, with Good Governor. Today, historically, I, I might, it might have been my only winning birthday ever. Well, there was, no, there was one other where I had lost all day at Saratoga, and then Frank Scatoni got me out with a, with a pick four play with the man in black. The, it was the first time I ever heard of the man in black was on my birthday, whatever it was, 12, 15 years ago. And I thought I'd had this big losing day on my birthday like I always do. And I got the text, you know, you just won X. It was while sitting at uh, while sitting at dinner, the old Beekman Street Bistro, the late lamented Beekman Street Bistro. Um, anyway, that's just I have two thoughts. I have two, two, two more thoughts. One is I wonder what the correlation is between you losing and your birthday. Just wondering <laughs> what the correlation is. Second, <laughs> second, I was right. August fourth, two thousand nineteen, was a Sunday, and I and I so the 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 memory of that being the 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 solving the solving race of of the week was was true. I appreciate what you're intimating about my birthday, but what about all the other days in Saratoga over the last <laughs> twenty five years? I've been getting after it since the moment I woke up that I had nice winning days. If you do the work beforehand and you keep the betting simple, it's not that hard to win while drinking. <laughs> At least not any harder than it already is. Let's put it that way. Of course, of course. The Peleg is the Pegasus World Cup. Has a little bit of a different feel than than past Pegasuses. JK, when it comes to this coast-to-coast pick five, how are we going to get paid? Yeah, I mean, this is a formful race, you know, for lots of different reasons. You know, I think the racetrack at Gulfstream is is typically uh, pretty predictable. Um and I, I think that, you know, it just feels like the best horse often wins this race. And it, it pains me because the owner, but I, I'm, I'm going to single a cyber knife. Um, uh, and, and just finally come just, around to how good this horse is. I was wondering if you were going to continue to be stubborn because of your, you know, DM fight with the owner. Well, if, if Cody's wish was here, he'd snap him at the wire again. Ba-boom. Um, <laughs> yeah, or Taba or Epicenter. Um <laughs> Or Rich Strike. <laughs> oh, I meant up oh, Rich Strike. None of them are here, though, and that's the thing. Like, I this know. looks like a horse on his last four efforts that's just, like, ready to take over this division, doesn't he? And he's been working yeah. well. Yeah, no, I, I just think he's just faster than these other horses, and I think he's going to – I think, you know – Look, he, he could get beat, right? Circumstances get beat, but 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 I need to put all of I need to put a majority of my money through Cyberknife. I will use the one proxy, uh, the five defunded, the six art collector, and the seven Skippy Longstocking as B horses. But I'm single Aing um, Cyberknife. I get it. I mean, we've kind of made the case already. He just looks like the fastest, best horse in the race. Um, I wonder what price he'll be. Do you think the crowd's going to really come for him, or do you think there's a chance we can have? Uh, you know, a reasonable two to one type uh, price on Cyberknife. Yeah, I'll be like nine to five. Yeah, I think so. I mean, they're they're gonna there's there's too many other horses in here that you can try to get cute with that people will like. People are gonna are gonna want to play Art Collector and they're gonna want to play Defunded with Bafford and and Proxy will take some money off of that win last time and Joel Rosario and a nice figure. So I mean, and there's a full field. So they'll, 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 you know, they're going to come for him, but I don't think they're going to make him, you know, close to odds on or anything like that. Yeah. He's, he's getting bad in the UK, um, like 13 to eight ish from the sharp book. So it just made me wonder like that there was maybe some possibility of him really getting hammered, but I think it's too competitive. It's too deep of a race. There's just too many horses. You can tell stories about, you know, cyber knife, strong, strong loan. A for me, I did want Skippy in there as well. Another rising four-year-old, this horse, you know, really improved on the clock when last seen over this course. Just looked so good there. Um, 
and uh, the trip should work out. I would think stalking from the second flight, maybe a little farther back, second off the layoff, nine furlong in graded stakes form, just a major player. And, and this horse um, opened up in the UK books at, at 12 to one. Now the morning line has five to one. And I imagine the UK books have come in, but for folks who read my article early on attheraces.com, hopefully some of them were able to snaffle those much bigger prices that were available on Skippy early on. Doesn't do us much good um, at this point, but let's watch the board and let's see. And if you want somebody to go with Cyberknife, um, consider Skippy Longstocking as well as JK's other ideas. You went with the one, five, six, and seven as backups. So very much on the same page there. All right, JK, I think we've uh, done what we can do for this edition of the show. We will be back tomorrow. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll even drop that show so I don't have to think about it. I might drop that show early, but we will have a show for the Sunday Coast to Coast bet as well. And then the big announcement next week. I'm really looking forward to it. Me as well. I'm glad I'm glad I was going to tweet. A, I was going to tweet a picture. I'm glad I didn't do it. Oh, well, I, I just if you wanted it's your well, we'll decide. We'll decide. We'll talk okay. about that off. <laughs> no need to have that production meeting in the middle of the show. It would kind of be, be giving away the giving away the game. All right, we're done. Um, thanks to our friends at first, Aiden Butler, um, have a great interview with him. That's going to be on the, the, the Pegasus show. It was really great catching up with him. Peter Rotundo for all his support, our friends at first, our friends at the thoroughbred retirement foundation and also 10 strike racing. We always love to root for the purple and black. I'm Peter Thomas Fornatal. May you win all your Pegasus day photos. (laughs) 